When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner from autosport magazine and autosport.com i'm luke smith and this is the autosport podcast Formula One has descended on the Orange Army's home turf this weekend for the Dutch Grand Prix at Zandvoort, and Max Verstappen was not going to disappoint them. Bouncing back from an issue on Friday and a couple of errors in final practice that left him trailing Charles Leclerc, Verstappen snatched pole position in a dramatic Q3 on Saturday afternoon. A lap time of 1 minute 10.342 gave Verstappen pole by just two hundredths of a second from Leclerc, who was left to rue his own error at the end of Q3. Elsewhere, there was a response from Mercedes after its spa slump, joy for Mick Schumacher and Lance Stroll after making it through to Q3, and questions over fan actions after a flare was thrown onto the track at the start of Q2, bringing out a red flag. Joining me to debrief today's qualifying session is Autosport Grand Prix editor Alex Kalanorkas. Alex, let's start with the main man this weekend, Max Verstappen. We've all seen how crazy the fans are for him here. I've got the Super Max song stuck in my head. 
his charge to pole position today, I mean, it was kind of maybe inevitable in terms of the whole event, but it was a close run thing. What did you make of his performance to get pole in Q3? Do you know what? I often have that Supermax. So oh, really? It's, it's not just, just a Dutch Grand Prix so thing. It's so damn catchy. It really is. It really is. Uh, no, but the first time uh, hearing it sung by thousands and thousands of people, which is pretty cool, and they're all dancing dancing around. We will get to the uh, the idiots that are, are frankly, I guess why I say ruining it for the rest of them. Um, we'll come on to that later. But yeah, if you're actually stopping the sporting action with your own stupidity, you are ruining it for other people and they should be widely condemned. And it was very good to hear Max Verstappen uh, and other drivers doing that. But yeah, talking about Max Verstappen today. Yeah, it was interesting. I was um, I was very fortunate enough, thanks to you volunteering to do the FP3 report, uh, allowed to uh, go outside and watch um, final practice from turn three and that incredible banked corner. So thank you very much, Luke. It you're is, welcome. It's one of those places, and there, there are a fair few on the F1 calendar, but genuinely like... It's one of those places where you're like, I'm so lucky to be here, like because obviously it's, it's sort of raised up, sort of above the paddock, overlooking. If you look behind you, you can sort of see the pit lane entrance and then the grandstands are behind you. But there's relatively few people who can go and stand around there. Obviously, you've got the marshals, the photographers, um, and they'll bring some paddock uh, club guests up there as well. I saw that at various points. But just, yeah, you have to look down on it. You're like, wow, hardly anybody's seeing this yeah. uh, at, at the time. And it's just a tremendous way uh, to experience Formula One cars because of that banking is so steep. It's such a narrow um, just sort of area of the track. But yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're turning in so late. They almost wait for their front wheels to hit that uh, that branding at the edge of the track and then turn. But uh, yeah, you're right. There were a couple of errors from Max uh, late in Q3, particularly on the exit. He was looked like he was really, really struggling. And it's interesting, in qualifying as well, in the head of the final runs, that's where it looked like it was going ever so slightly wrong because the car looked quite quite loose. It looked like he was struggling with oversteer. Um, that was on the first runs, but also on the second runs, he said that um, Red Bull didn't quite get its uh, outlap optimal he was in traffic a little bit of traffic just felt the tires weren't quite ready but actually i think that probably paid him back come the middle sector we'll come on to talk about charles leclerc uh, in a moment because um speaking to some of the sort of engineers at the moment it's with the tires at this track as ever tires are extremely delicate but what happens here is that if you if you push them too hard as is the case other tracks um you will be you'll lose as the lap go on but this one's quite different in that the the engineers don't seem to be sure exactly quite how much it's much more of a, a guessing game you know just what the sort of the ratio, the percentages of, of life left versus life taken already. So, uh, so yeah, that 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 looked to be something that might cost Verstappen. But in the end, yeah, Leclerc. I think I think he's going to look back on one, on that one and think mm, I probably threw pole position away a little bit there. We'll come on to talk about him in a moment. But yeah, could end up be, be, being very crucial for the race because as good as the 2022 cars are in terms of being able to follow closely, the DRS zone being closer. It's a very narrow, old school track, and I think that will will make overtaking very difficult. But considering what we have seen at other venues, I'm slightly more optimistic than I would have been if it were the 2021 cars back again. Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be an interesting point. It's something that's been asked of quite a few drivers this weekend. It was put to Daniel Ricciardo after qualifying. Say, obviously, he's fighting back from 18th on the grid, and he kind of grimaced a little bit when he was asked, like, oh, is it going to be better? So we'll have to wait and see. But we'll get on to Leclerc now. You mentioned such fine margins between them at the end. They're 0.021 seconds between him and Verstappen. And it could be very, very decisive because of the struggle to overtake, as you say. Uh, can you talk us through what Charles said about his mistake in Q3 and what cost him? And well, and I guess, did it cost him pole position? Yeah, I think um, judging by his words and um, the sort of the time that he estimated he lost there, um, it, the, the mistake would have been, would, did cost him about 
one tenth of a second and that obviously is enough to to to, to make it up on the other end um in terms of getting pole against Verstappen but yeah essentially the problem went wrong for him in turn 10 now sorry this is once again a uh, a self-indulgent anecdote that I'm going to give to the <laughs> listeners but basically uh in FP1 I was lucky enough to swan off track so I had to get as well twice yesterday. in three sessions I know wow. I, t- I do tend to do that it's just because I, I like to just get a different sense of different but it also but also for the tracks I feature in the magazine which I would urge yeah everyone when they naturally go and buy the magazine on Thursday to read that is it's a great way for you to say look this is what I see with the cars and it goes beyond saying well this driver was quicker because we can see it on the timesheets isn't it exactly exactly and it, it was also because it you know going and watching an fp3 at at, uh, at turn three and and, and the Hugenholtz bowl they're all taking the same line now it's not like last year where the focus really was early on you know fp1 or them all trying something different they know exactly what they're going to do although come the race tomorrow Fernando Alonso made that amazing start last year by taking the high line other people went low sort of abandoning the racing line so it'll be interesting to see what people do and what positions they're forced into for that one but yeah yesterday for fp1 I, I, I sort of just ventured to see how far I could get and I ended up uh, by turns nine and actually the ex the entry into turn 10 which is a long left left-hander and basically it's a really interesting part because obviously um the track being next to the north sea it's quite blustery famously you know teams like williams the car that's quite sensitive quite worried about what to do there they're sort of just getting the drivers to hang on in there really and then um you know using the tire life at later parts of the lap but yeah what was really noticeable was that um as well as i think uh, i think it was picked up uh, briefly by the tv cameras uh, sergio perez went off track went straight through well he would have gone straight through a marker board as pierre gasly did an fp3 uh, exiting turn nine but daniel ricardo had already wiped it out i think oh, that nice. might have been missed by the cameras but yeah he uh, just understeered off exiting turn nine and uh, and wiped it out but yeah but basically the trick for turn 10 is just to get the car to the right side of the track as quick as possible flick it in quick little um stamp on the brakes and then just plant it towards the apex now carla science was able to do that um pretty pretty straightforward every time looks fairly uh, fairly well set in his ferrari leclerc was struggling uh, during fp1 it's interesting to hear him actually revealing for the first time in the press conference that the last few races he's really struggled with understeer in terms of when it comes to the quality runs which was something that was holding verstappen back as well earlier on in the season we do know that's a characteristic of the uh, 2022 era pirelli tires just the way that you know they couldn't they couldn't see what the issues were when it came to the mule cars they were using in 2021 but anyway he was struggling there in fp1 and that's what cost him in qualifying um again as i mentioned very blustery at that part of the track and he said he just lost the rear of the car couldn't hang on to it and yeah a tiny little thing little oversteer snap and ultimately cost him pole position brilliant insight that's a really good way to sum up the struggles that Leclerc um, had there and yeah decisive as we said it could well be for the race tomorrow now not too far back from the regular Red Bull and Ferrari cars we saw locking out the front two rows nope didn't do that now not far back from the regular Red Bull and Ferrari fight that we have for pole position. We have Mercedes. Now, after Spa, which was such a disaster, the team was over a second off the pace in qualifying. We always knew it would be a big step back forward here, but it seems to have been even bigger than perhaps expected. Toto Wolff, he said after the session, he thought Lewis might have had a chance at pole position. He revealed that until Hamilton had to lift off because of Sergio Perez's spin in the final sector, that he was actually a tenth up on Verstappen's time. And he said it's impossible to say for sure what would have happened, would it have been pole or not? But it's a pretty good indication. Lewis said, no, nah, I think that's a bit highly optimistic. Curiously said he reckons he could have gotten the front row, but not pole despite there being 0.02 seconds between those two things but such is uh such a driver comments after a session how much of an important response was this from mercedes to show that spa was a complete outlier and that as confusing as this car may be for them they are on the right track in terms of yeah they're, they're in the mix now with ferrari and red bull 
Yes, I think it has definitely shown that Spa was an outlier, and there were sort of there were various clues into why that was in terms of actually how good Red Bull was, and essentially. N- Various engineers aren't quite sure how, but they know because it's been the case for so many, many years now. Red Bull just runs a, a higher ride height um, than than their rivals. Now you could actually see that on the previous era car with the high rake. Uh, it's slightly different here. Obviously, it is the, the current Red Bull is lower to the ground, but it just generates its downforce at a higher ride height. And the Mercedes, especially, doesn't do that. It it produces a lot of downforce from what the team is saying, but it only does that on the really the lowest ride heights, and it can do that here because it's not got the compression of Eau Rouge so essentially where the, the bottom of the hill meets the sudden um, up uphill at Spa Rebel was able to just run its ride height better and keep the downforce on everybody else jacked their cars up and, and lost out so yeah an outlier for Mercedes also an outlier for Ferrari you know they were right back in in, in the mix there um, but yeah I think it just it just again it just shows that it does highlight though that something is wrong with that Mercedes car it's the way that the, the swings and in performance and, and and how it's how it's going but they also did nail that lower rake concept in the previous era so it shows that you know there is potential there they've just got to figure out how to make it perform uh, a wider range of circuits but um I think what Mercedes can be really really encouraged by today I think I'm probably with Lewis there I don't know whether we would have got pole considering how quick that Red Bull is in a straight line I think um, what they can really be encouraged by is that their race pace is always better than their qualifying pace and therefore they're going to be a real threat to Ferrari tomorrow starting just ahead with, with both of just um, Hamilton and Russell um, and potentially Red Bull as well if we should I talk about the, the race pace by all means for, yeah if you would like yeah so essentially it's it's looking it's it's looking sort of really exciting in terms of a three-way fight but having said that it looked like Red Bull were completely out of it on one lap pace on Friday because of the struggles that they had. So it's not quite as clear cut as um, often it can be. But essentially, Red Bull, on the averages that they produced during the long runs in FP2, which were heavily disrupted by the red flag uh, that Yuki Tsunoda caused by going off, Red Bull behind on both the soft and medium tyres. Not by much, particularly on the softs, where Mercedes was strongest. But Ferrari does seem to have the edge, or at least it did yesterday, on the medium. So if that bears out, really exciting race on our hands. However... This is something we were chatting with uh, Autosports Chief Editor Kevin Turner in a meeting uh, earlier on this week. Verstappen is brilliant on tyres. He sort of, he alluded to this last week. I saw that. I wasn't at, yeah, at Spa, but I saw it in the press conference. He's, I mean, people talk about Sergio Perez being a sort of tyre whisperer. They, I mean, it's it, that sort of, it, it just ignores just how good Verstappen is of the same thing. And, and he's way better than Perez. Like he, Perez, his problem is that he was never a good qualifier. So he was always put on different strategies. And to his credit, made them work brilliantly. Now, he is very good with his tyres, but... It sort of just undersells how good Verstappen can do it. And also that's famously, of course, something Lewis Hamilton's been brilliant at over the years. So there's the Verstappen factor. Once he's in control, assuming he is in control after turn one, I think, you know, that could hand uh, Red Bull a big advantage. Ferrari will, well, hopefully they won't (laughs) throw away the race through a strategy shambles, but history suggests otherwise. And then you've got the Mercedes factor, which also could be a big help to Verstappen. If they can threaten the Ferraris, get amongst them, makes life easier for Red Bull in terms of their strategy decisions. Yeah, it's definitely looking like a very interesting picture at the front of the pack. And uh, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the swings in Merck's pace there because I asked Lewis Hamilton about that. And I said, is this sort of comfort that you're back in the fight and Spa was such a sort of anomaly in your form? And he said the car, it's like it's got mood swings. Like it gets out of the bed one side of the morning and it's right and other times it's wrong. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely. uh, Well, that makes me a Mercedes W13 then. Oh, no, I wouldn't wouldn't go go that far. No, no, no. Um, (laughs) You're far more successful than Mercedes W13, let's face it. Um, Sorry. Mercedes. Definitely looking really interesting at the front of the pack. I think a lot will come down to how 
the fight does play out and how easy overtaking is. Finally, though, let's get on to, as we touched on earlier, the flare that was thrown onto the track at the start of Q2 and caused a red flag. Now, we've seen these flares at a number of races this season. We've seen fans let them off and the orange smoke piling across the track. I think it's safe to say they're not McLaren fans. They're not Dieter Renkin fans. And it is something that drivers have, have noted and even talks about in the driver's briefing saying, look, we've got the smoke coming across the track. It was an issue here last year when Max won and the other drivers were trying to finish their race and they had all this smoke coming up. But today it crossed the line. Now, fan behavior this weekend I think after all that happened in Austria was always going to be in the spotlight it was always going to be a question and there've not been not seemed to be any issues until now how moronic do you have to be to throw a flare onto the track in a live formula 1 session yeah i mean it's 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 dumb on on so many levels i mean you you could make the argument that if something's thrown from a grandstand and it drops behind the fence, then rolls onto the track. That's unfortunate. But also, we've just gone through one of the driest European summers. These things could easily set fire. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, there is a ban in place. The circuit doesn't want them here, but their security staff aren't doing a good enough job if the, all these flares are getting in. Like, they, they, they wouldn't let me bring in a can of a popular energy drink that I felt I might have needed when it came to putting <laughs> together the Friday feature for Autosport.com plus yesterday evening. I actually totally forgot about it in the end. Oh, so, nice. Such was my fervour of getting the feature in uh, on time so we could, we could make the last bus home. But anyway, I digress. They need to be doing a better job of doing that. And the fans, surely you can self-police that. You know, why are people chucking these flares? I personally don't even know why they're even lighting them in the first place. Like if I've paid hundreds of pounds for a ticket and someone next to me or in the row in front of me set off a massive flare in my face and as we saw at the Red Bull ring, you know, on the, cost me the view, the, my view of the start of the Grand Prix, I'd be, I'd be absolutely, I really nearly swore there, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'd be absolutely livid. Um, as you mentioned, the drivers, it's dangerous for them even without them being on the track. Uh, Nicholas Latifi, I know you spoke to him in the Penluke, was saying that, the, these were being lit at Spa as well and at a certain point the driver's like I don't know if that's smoke or sort of gravel dust from a car going off ahead of me and there's no yellow flag so that in itself is a safety issue um, Carla Science said in the press conference um, you know can we just let the organisers can the organisers just tell them to let, let them off at a set time well I think the organisers view is just don't set them off at all but I imagine if Verstappen wins tomorrow lots and lots of people will set them off after the chequered flag but as you said that created its own problem last year and I think drivers definitely don't want it happening on lap one this time um, but yeah there's also quite a sort of sinister element to this actually in terms of what um, Toto Wolff was saying in his uh, in his media session which is was that there was actually a second flare um, that, um, that 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 was chucked um, at the end of the pit exit now it didn't actually make it onto the track but you could the TV cameras picked up uh, the smoke coming through the barriers the suggestion from I, I presume it's coming from Mercedes because this is the way the question was sort of worded towards uh, Toto in his media session is that it was chucked as Hamilton was driving down the pit lane which is just like, which is just awful. I mean, it's awful full stop that these things are being chucked, but if it's being targeted at a driver, like that's just even more appalling. So yeah, don't do it. Don't bring them. I mean, I'm sure if you're desperate to light a flare, you can find a time and a place to, to do it, but away from the sporting event, don't ruin it for other people. And yeah, just, just hopefully it, this event will go off without a hitch tomorrow. It is absolutely fantastic. My first time at Zambor, and the same for you, Luke. It's a tremendous place. Amsterdam is a tremendous city. Everybody here is 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 in is, is absolutely lovely. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. It'll be an exciting race tomorrow, and have none of the stupidity that sort of it did. Let's face it, Mar today. I think um, Verstappen was very eloquent in what he said. Asked him the question in the press conference. And I, I kind of tried to word it carefully because I didn't want it to look like, you know, I don't know. You just you you just worry about 
what's the sort of always easy thing he's going to be picked on blah 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 and it's like well they're not it is orange smoke as you say these are these are not uh, uh mclaren fans um chucking these flares so um you know i was careful in how i worded it max was excellent in how he answered it he said it was silly he said it was stupid and he's spot on there Absolutely. And that has also been echoed by the promoters of the Dutch Grand Prix, who uh, said that the organisation once again appeals to the common sense of all our fans and warns that the use of flares will not be tolerated. And the offender who did throw out the flare onto the track, he was uh, pointed out by other fans and taken away and, uh, yeah, removed from the event, rightly so. But hopefully tomorrow we can talk only on the podcast about the on-track action alex thank you very much for joining me and uh, yeah make sure you join us tomorrow for the full race review podcast we've got max verstappen on pole position for the dutch grand prix charlotte clerk alongside him on the front row promises to be another exciting race mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.